All right. And I hope you guys enjoyed part one of our conversation with Bobby as we kind of dig deeper into the quarterback class that's coming up. And if you're listening to this on the day that it drops, uh, we'll know more. I mean, we'll know more about their landing spots and how we're going to be effectively valuing valuing them for the 2020 season as uh, we get past the Joe Burrows and Tua Tungle-Vailoa's of the NFL draft. And part one, we talked about Herbert, Love, and Hurts. Here in the second part, uh, Bobby walks us through some of the guys as you get deeper into the class. So Jake Eason, uh, Jake Fromm, and also Anthony Gordon. And uh, I didn't know as much uh, that much about Anthony Gordon before we got into it. So uh, he's one of those guys that uh, I'm, I'm kind of uh, keeping my eye on in rookie drafts and I'm see if I can pick him up. It seems like there's some upside there, uh, but that's just some personal preference for me after learning a bit from Bobby. But hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, Please definitely let us know what you think, and uh, we'll talk to y'all soon. It's automatic. <laughs> and here are your authors, Chris Allen and a- a- Adam Wilde. Next we have Jacob Eason. Jacob Eason went to Tampa Bay. Jalen Hurts' spot. He took Jalen Hurts' spot from Bobby. Um, <laughs> that was pick 45. So we're still talking about a, a second round guy and he's 3.03. That's probably a little late for him too. These guys always move up closer to the actual draft because people think that they don't want the quarterbacks. Now the picks look sexy. And then it's like, Oh crap, I need a quarterback. This is super flex. So Bobby, what do you think about Jacob Eason? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Jacob Eason is one that I'm not a huge fan of. Um, I just haven't been never really, uh, earlier, I don't remember if I, I think I mentioned this pre-show where I was talking about how my take on like, I did a superheroes ar- comparison article for two QBs back in the day. Oh, and, uh, the 20, was it 2017 class? Or it might've been 2018. Uh, now I'm blanking, but it was when Mason Rudolph was coming out and I compared Mason Rudolph to Foggy Nelson saying he's just a guy and he's not that good. And that's how I feel pretty much about Jacob Eason. He's just a guy. Like if I did give these guys superhero comparisons, he'd be like a random shield agent that doesn't really matter and probably like dies off camera. Um, It's a little harsh. And I know just to give a counterpoint, I was listening to the, I'm not sure exactly what they call this show, but Salito hosted his uh, quarantine marathon fantasy football thing. And he had a Mark Schofield on Mark was talking about some positives from Eason which really got me to pay attention since it's Mark and also very contrary to what I believed about Eason. Mm-hmm. It is an interesting landing spot again, just because of the weapons. But that said, the Steelers were an interesting landing spot because of the weapons. And then we saw Mason Rudolph actually start and he was not great and got yeah. placed by a guy named Duck Hodges, which tells right. you everything that you need to know <laughs> about Mason Rudolph <laughs> and how I feel about Jacob Eason pretty much. Yep. So I think that uh, – so the landing spot, I don't think anybody really has an issue with. I mean, it's Tampa Bay, so it's Godwin. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you guys think because we've been hearing rumors about, uh, I guess, Mike Evans sometime like leaving uh, leaving Tampa Bay. But I, at least I've seen, I've seen rumors like put out there that he mm-hmm. might get traded at some point. Uh, but let's just assume that he gets re-signed and then he's, he's there uh, for at least for the duration. Um, but you couldn't ask for, well, I guess you could, I mean, cause we were talking earlier about the, the saints setup, but at least for, for year one, or I guess we're year two, I guess, uh, cause we got Tom Brady at least for a year. 
uh, I mean, but to be able to learn behind like one of the best in the game, I mean, that's essentially what you would want for a guy like Jacob Beeson. And uh, yeah, I agree, uh, Bobby, because I actually um, I was actually doing some reading from Mark Schofield on Jake uh, on Jake Eason, and like a lot of the positives, yeah, very much echo. Uh, what I was able to pick up, but also some of the things that he had mentioned were uh, his inconsistencies in the middle of the field where he would read like on one play, he would take an anticipatory throw and just hit a receiver in the middle of the field. And that's exactly what you want. I mean, he would read the defense perfectly, uh, adjust to the coverage, wait for the route to open. And then uh, it's like shortly before the route opens, he hits that throw and then it's perfect. Uh, but on a number of plays, you could see where he would wait too long and then either the pass is broken up or the passes or the pass is intercepted. And I mean, while these are most of the things that I mean, these are some things that from a mechanic standpoint, from a like a, just a plain like quarterbacking perspective, these are things that you can you can work on. So they're not just completely just they're not completely just broken as they're from a fundamental standpoint. But those are things where. I think being able to go to a place like Tampa Bay and sit behind Tom Brady, I mean, that's where a lot of those things can be can be taught and he can learn and then gain that experience and hopefully work on those things. And he can actually become a better passer, like where especially at the NFL level, because if those are things where you're not able to make some of those throws, I mean, you're going to get eaten alive, like at the at the professional level. So. I think most of those weaknesses he can wind up uh, he can wind up working on. It's just making sure that like whatever team he goes to. I mean, if it's Tampa, sure, that's I think that's great. But whatever team he goes to, like there is an established starter so that he has time in order to work on his development. Yeah, since we only have fifteen minutes to talk about the last two guys, I'm literally just going to sum up all my notes by saying he's fine. Like that's how I feel about Jacob Eason. He's just he's literally fine. He does doesn't do anything great. He doesn't do really make huge mistakes. Uh, he lost out to Fromm after he got hurt, and then he lost a year to the transfer portal. So not a whole lot on him, and he's just done fine. I think he's going to be a career-fine quarterback. <laughs> so that's going to that's gonna move us on to his successor, uh, Jake Fromm. And Jake Fromm went to Green Bay. I think that's a pretty interesting spot considering you're going to have Rodgers for a little while longer. Uh, that's pick 62, and his DLF ADP is 311, which is kind of weird that he's that far behind the person that he beat out at Georgia. What do you think, Bobby? Yeah, it is an interesting spot. And I want to say for both these past two spots, I'm not convinced that either Rodgers or Brady are going anywhere anytime soon. I think Brady is literally going to have to have the jersey torn off his back and teams are going to continue to pay him to do so. Right. And so he's going to be in Tampa Bay for a while, I imagine, assuming they have some success. And then I think Rodgers feels competitive with Brady and wants to set a lot of the same records or see if he can even surpass Brady. So as long as they're continuing to play, I actually don't think those are as good with landing spots as we think they are because teams are going to continue to pay them to play as long as they want to, especially just because they sell tickets. Even if their play starts to decline, they just sell tickets, and ultimately that's what teams care about. Um, That said, Jake Fromm is interesting. I want him to be something just because I want him to be in commercials from State Farm, (laughs) and then they can have Jake Fromm's Jake Fromm. And it'd just be amazing because they've been setting up for this for years. So they should be super excited and really rooting hard for him to be something. Um, 
but he strikes me as the type that like will get very excited about and then he'll be a career backup probably he'll be a good backup but i think he'll be a career backup and my comparison from last year is i there started to be some hype about like will greer will greer and jake um, kind of seem like they'll have similar career arcs to me. And maybe Greer can still be something, but the early returns on Greer is basically he's going to be a backup. Yeah. And I think that's essentially what I've gotten from just my short time, like looking at looking at Fromm, is that, I mean, good backup. Uh, and if he gets pushed into being a starter, he might pop like here and there. But for the most part, that's for th- th- that's my expectation, unless something like drastically changes over the next like couple of seasons. Because most of what I saw from his tape, uh, there was I mean the the easiest I guess the easiest term to describe most of that I, I would think would be like game managery. I mean if that's even a word. But uh, I think those are the that's the just the general description that I would that, that I took from that is that he's able to play well like within the system, but then when things start to break down, he starts to break down with it, and sometimes he's kind of the cause of that breakdown. Uh, but I think if we're looking at the the fit or like the, the landing spot itself, I would think that a guy that has that like pretty much already set as his range of outcomes, being already having the game manager descriptor on him, most folks think that most folks, or at least the uh, analysis, leans towards him being a backup, then being a backup behind a, you know one of the better quarterbacks in the game would kind of suit him well. So I don't mind him uh, you know, winding up there like in Green Bay. I mean, they've I would say they've had worse backups behind Aaron Rodgers in the past. So uh, I'm looking at you, Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, but I mean, so it's it's possible that I mean, they, he could wind up turning out to be. But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. uh the development would be in the fact that he at least gets to be a part of the organization and see how Aaron Rodgers works. But at least from what I've seen, it doesn't seem like Aaron Rodgers is much of the teaching type anyway. So it'd be just more of being around the system than anything else. But I think it would do him some uh, some good to be there. Yeah, if you ask my former coworker, the Georgia fan, Jake Fromm's the worst quarterback on earth. Every Monday I had to hear how, how everything was Jake Fromm's fault. Even when they won, it was just every they won despite Jake Fromm every time but no it look if you're if you're part of the uh the silly QB wins crowd you better be reaching for Jake Fromm and and Superflex Mox I'm, I'm gonna hold you to it because uh the guy wins games and he wins positions I mean he was ahead of Fields and Eason I mean to keep those two guys off the field Fields is very impressive Eason okay um I feel similarly to uh about Fromm that I did about Eason in that he's fine, but Fromm is, is a lot more well-rounded to me. I, I don't, I can't, I can't look at the two profiles and see why Eason would go ahead of Fromm. And I don't think he will in the NFL because unfortunately some of those guys are, are QB wins people. So I, I see Fromm going earlier. They, they saw him on a national stage. They've seen him play at a high level against high ranking opponents. I, I just don't see how he's going to fall that far. Uh, and, you know, if he goes early in the NFL draft, maybe he goes earlier in, in uh, super flex drafts. I'm telling you, anybody that goes to a spot that has potential for them to play pretty early is probably not going to be in the third round of super flex rookie mocks. Um, this last guy is really deep. Uh, Bobby will probably be the only one that knows much about him, but uh, he's getting drafted. So we have to talk about him. And that is going to be Anthony Gordon. He went to Minnesota at 155. DLF Superflex ADP is 5.07. What do you think, Bobby? 
Yeah. So the only reason I know him is because I'm in fact Gardner Minshew and he was my backup for a while. So, you know, we were buddies. We talked in the quarterback room, hung out in my RV, uh, talked about sweet, sweet mustaches. And uh, no, but so Anthony Gordon is an interesting guy. And I say that because most of my research on him initially was, well, you know, he's just a boring end of the draft quarterback who won't have any kind of career. But then I started to pay attention more and I started hearing things and seeing things from, for example, Matt Waldman, who broke him down on his film room. And if you don't check out Matt Waldman's film rooms, make sure you check those out. He always does a great job. And one of the things he highlighted was he is capable of making NFL starter caliber throws when he sets his feet right. And we discussed this on before the show that the way Matt set it up, he said it more professionally than I'm going to say it, but it was basically like, a coin flip, whether Anthony Gordon had his feet in the right places or not. When, when he got his feet set, he was definitely, and I saw it, he was capable of making some great throws. Um, so, you know, it seems unfair to say, but I could see him being that kind of quarterback who a team takes late and then somehow lucks into a starter if they manage to get his footwork right. That's gonna, That's a big if, though. But if mm-hmm. you're taking a risk on, like, I don't know, a third round rookie pick in Superflex or even fourth round. He's not a bad guy to check out. Uh, I don't love the Vikings spot because I actually think Kirk Cousins is very underrated and going to be starting there for a while. But if I had to place him somewhere, and this is just off the top of my head in the moment, I didn't even think about this before the show. I want to see him become the next great Eagles backup quarterback and also potentially the starter because Carson Wentz, as much as I like him, is made of glass. Mm-hmm. So if Carson Wentz were to go down, that would give Anthony Gordon the chance to start. And Doug Peterson seems like a smart coach and they have a good offensive system. So that could really be an opportunity for him to succeed and then cause another quarterback controversy, which is always fun to watch how the Eagles fans overreact to that entirely. Like Nick <laughs> Foles is the greatest quarterback on earth, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So at least my my take on uh, and again this is just from again cursory glance because that this is deep man so thank uh, shout out to Bobby for at least bringing like some credibility to this analysis but the only thing that I can connect to the two is that um, so if Anthony Gordon played with Gardner Minshew then that means they played for Mike Leach so then we're talking about the air raid system so we're talking about like passes that are predicated on i mean you're either looking at either a basic like rpo design or even just like that high flying that type of vertical offense that we saw uh partially like through uh some of what jacksonville did last season once Minshew like took over so and that's and that's great i mean but if there are any questions like in mechanics then that's where i mean that's where things start to break down so i would have i would take i would have some issue like with him going to going to Philadelphia again, while that would be great, it's just that if he needs to work on his footwork and Philadelphia last season, I think they passed at one of the highest rates in the league, then I wouldn't want to put a quarterback out there that has an issue with uh, with his footwork. But that being said, it's just he would be at least uh, at least a, have the ability to adapt to such a system because that's part of what they did in college. So I think that there's 
there's a trade-off, right? Like you can have a quarterback that understands the system, but you could also have a quarterback at the same time that's just unable to, I guess, work through his progressions or work through his fundamentals in order to actually get the ball where it needs to. And I think we saw that from Gardner Minshew at, at times throughout the 2019 season where I think, but what Minshew is that he has the arm strength, like he can and make those like off-platform throws for most of the time. I don't know if that's the case for I don't know if that's the case for Gordon, and that's something that we would need to really look into. But I think there's some there are some positives to something like that. Uh, so I I don't hate the landing spot uh, for for Minnesota. I mean because like Bobby said, the Kirk Cousins should be there for a while unless something you know completely tragic happens. And I think that that should allow him to develop and work on something as critical as your footwork. Uh, but from a from a passing perspective, I wouldn't say that that's the best landing spot because, again, Minnesota doesn't pass all too terribly often. But uh, either way, I do think that at least from a uh, fundamental standpoint in being able to sit behind an established starter should be something that a- uh, Anthony Gordon would benefit from. So I don't I don't hate it. It's not great, but I don't hate it. Uh, I'm just putting this out there. So at one point, Gordon was actually leading the nation in both passing yards and passing touchdowns. Man, I was just he was ahead of Joe Burrow. And wow. also, Burrow, tell him how many yards. It was over, I can't remember the exact number. But oh, I have it. I'll get to it. But he did break uh, my Gardner Minshew's touchdown passing record. I'm sure. It, with uh, 39. So just putting it out there, he, people shouldn't be sleeping on uh, my old RV buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was just thinking. So there's a couple guys that I, I think look like landmines in this class. Eason's one of them. I don't think you're ever going to get anything from him. Fromm might be another one of them. Uh, I think he's going to get drafted higher by the NFL. So that leads to opportunity. But Anthony Gordon's not one of the guys after digging in today for this show that I feel like might be a landmine. For one, he's going to be for so cheap. He played at Washington State. I get it. But he passed for 5,579 yards last year. He threw 48 touchdown passes, and his completion percentage was 71%. Like, I just – I had to look at it like three times. My God. Looking at his career stats. Like, fully understand he that that's Washington State. They probably didn't have the best opponents, but – that's a hell of a lot of yards yeah. to be at the college level. Uh, keep in mind, he also rushed 51 times for negative 20 yards. So that's a stat too. But I think I'll probably walk away with Anthony Gordon and every Superflex rookie draft I have because if you can be that impressive and you're going to be almost free, a lot of guys are probably like me before today and just haven't looked into him too terribly much because he's going in – 5.07 in, you know, DLF's recent Superflex ADP. So, sure, if you're a quarterback going at 5.07, people probably aren't looking at you. But if you do look at him, you're going to look twice because you're not going to believe how many yards that he passed for, and then you're going to be interested. So, And I caught a couple games on film. He looks uh, like he looks a little raw. He only played one full season. He looks like he's going to need some development. But he's going to get drafted so late, of course he's going to get development. You know, hopefully – year two years down the line he gets his opportunity instead of some of these guys that that get drafted too early like maybe jake Fromm get mm-hmm. but you know put into situations too early and then they just they fizzle out 
you know, maybe he goes somewhere that he gets to wait a little bit. I will uh, make a bet with your listeners and they can point back to this episode. By the way, I think his ADP may rise maybe like around after this episode. Count me. But he will have, I will bet everyone who listens to this and you can point back to this audio clip that he will have a better NFL career than either Jake Fromm or Eason. Yep. I like it. I like, I like it. it all. All I'm right. going to watch it with him. Because uh, he might he might have to rise a lot higher because you're starting to throw darts at the end of the third. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going to throw darts on a quarterback that threw 5,500 yards at the college level. I mean, and he only had one year. Who's to say that he wouldn't have done that more often? You know, mm-hmm. he was behind the great Gardner Minshew, of course. Right. But, uh, unless you guys have anything else, that's going to be all for today. And I really appreciate you coming on, Bobby, especially talking quarterbacks, man. It's so nice to have you on for quarterbacks. This is your time. Let us know what's going on. What do you got? What do you got for the people? Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's always fun to talk. And especially now, football is a good distraction from everything else going on. Uh, I do have an article for DLF coming up probably within the next few weeks. It's actually about my uh, boy, Gardner Minshew, and it's a comparison of him versus Drew Locke and which one I think is a better dynasty asset. So check that out when it drops. Other than that, uh, my DMs are open on Twitter. I've opened them up just because I feel like everyone needs someone to talk to at this point. So if you need anybody to talk to, shoot me a message. It's at Rec Fantasy. That's R-E-K-E-D Fantasy. And again, just appreciate being on with you guys. Absolutely, man. And Chris, do you have anything else for us before we get out of here? No, just to echo your sentiments. I mean, with everything that's been going on, I know that uh, it's it's. I think it's almost like therapeutic to have some of these discussions, like with the distraction that it can offer. So, I mean, Bobby, thank you for your time. I know that you're not even at your house right now. I mean, so with you being on the move, I mean, you being able to take the time, I think is tremendous. So thank you so much for, for doing that. Uh, other than that, uh, I mean, Check out everything else that uh, DLF has to has to offer. I mean, Bobby's got stuff coming up. Uh, we've been pushing out the mailbag stuff, drafting lessons. I mean, just the, the the rookie content right now is dominating everybody's timelines as we approach the draft. So, mm-hmm. Dynasty League Football should be the place that you're checking out most of that. We've got video content, articles coming out like almost daily. It feels like so. Pop on over there if you can and take a look at all the wonderful content that those folks are putting out. So we'll be over there. Bobby's over there. Everybody's over there. I mean, Ray Garvin, Peter Howard, all those guys. So go go check all that stuff out over at DLF. That's what I got. All right. For Chris and myself, please like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. Please check us out on the DLF Mailbag Show. Subscribe to the DLF YouTube channel. We have so much going on over there. And we're adding new shows. So thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time. Peace.